Happy Hanukkah, everyone. Good evening and welcome to the December 6, 2015 edition of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we will take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade, and if you've won a championship within that period, you've already benefited from their amazing handiwork and craftsmanship. Please give Mike, Larry, and the entire gang a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, I am a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of last season's episodes of The Court Report. Plus, you'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Hello again, everyone, and Chag Sameach. Thank you for joining us on this edition of The Core Report. Again, it is Hanukkah, tonight being the first night of Hanukkah. Thank you to Bare Naked Ladies for the reminder at the beginning of our show. It's been a very, uh, very holiday-filled few weeks for us. Last week we weren't on because of the Thanksgiving holiday, so we have a lot to get to this week. Uh, I'd like to actually backtrack a bit to Thanksgiving and just uh, talk a bit about what I'm thankful for Uh 
there are a lot of things that we all have uh, to be thankful for. And we'll get to that shortly. But again, uh, it is Hanukkah, so hopefully all of you are having a very, very wonderful Hanukkah uh, with uh, all the latkes and all the gelt winning all your dreidel games and your yeshiva league games as well. Just backtracking a bit to last week. I know last year I gave a list of things that I was thankful for. And I just want to sort of go over them for a bit. I think that we all have a lot to be thankful for. For all of you, I think what you need to be thankful for is just the opportunity, not only, forget about sports, but just in general, the fact that you... Your parents get to send you to yeshiva. You get to learn, uh, get to uh, get to a, a great Jewish education. Then it comes around to the, to the to the sports aspects where you get to be you got to be thankful. You get to play in a league. You get to have coaches that teach not only how to play sports but also how to be a mensch, how to how to act as a as a Jew above and beyond the game, to learn skills and to learn skills that also translate over to everyday life. They they always say that for yeshiva league students that this this is our nba you know maybe maybe you'll go on to to play college ball but this really is this is our big opportunity so what we learn out of here will really dictate what goes on in our day-to-day lives once we graduate and once we move on so there's a lot that there's a lot that you learn now that there is to be thankful for on the other hand for me i'm very thankful that i'm being given the opportunity to do this again for our third year. The court report is a very, very uh, big deal for me. I'm thankful that I actually get to take the time to give... Give thanks to somebody like Nachum Siegel and to Miriam Wallach and everybody here at the show who have put their faith in me, as well as all of you who put your faith in me by listening to me every week. So I thank you for that. I thank you for the opportunity. I thank you for trusting in me to be that voice of the Yeshiva League and of all the action that goes on. It, it gives me great pleasure to see all of these kids uh, playing ball and to and to just enjoy what they're doing. I, I've loved being around the leagues for the last 11 years and being able to talk about it and being able to just give over everything to you and to give these kids uh, the spotlight uh, for an hour or two hours a week with the encore as well, it, it's it's a point of pride for me and I am extremely thankful for that. So as we get back to to uh, Yeshiva League play. There were a couple. There were there were a couple of big games over the past few weeks. Uh, this past week held the DRS Hafter rematch from the Cooper Memphis Invitational Basketball Tournament. So when we get to basketball, we'll discuss that. Hockey had a couple of big matchups this week. DRS, uh, that same DRS uh, team, this time the hockey team, having a rough couple of weeks. Flatbush and Rambam on the positive side at their expense. TABC uh, staying at the top of the rankings as you will see and some uh, some surprising uh, some surprising uh, uh, turning of events in JV hockey we'll get to that um, but first we're going to touch off with basketball uh, again uh, I, it's been uh, it's been something that we haven't been able to touch on so we'll get around to girls basketball we'll get around to a preview of the first uh, sort of like a review actually of the first couple of weeks in the girls basketball season and we'll touch on the uh, the varsity and JV basketball last two weeks which held a ton of games I think somewhere around 40 games so that's going to be interesting to get to as well.
And also, guess what? We're in early December, but we have our first playoff berth clinch. We'll get to that once we get to varsity basketball. Because we haven't spent so much time on them till now, let's start by talking about the girls' leagues, girls' basketball. There are three girls' basketball leagues. There is girls' varsity A, girls' varsity B, and the girls' JV. Taking a look at the divisions, the way they work out, in the east, it's Central, Flatbush, Hafter, Hank, Heschel, North Shore, and Ramaz. Out west, it's Bruria, Frisch, Hillel, Kushner, Mayanote, SAR, and Westchester. Each team plays every team in their conference twice. Top four teams in each division will qualify for the playoffs. Here's a little breakdown as to how the season has gone so far in Girls Varsity A. Let's start out by looking at the Girls Varsity A East. Girls Varsity A in the East still has two undefeated teams remaining, that being Flatbush and Hafter, both at 5-0. Flatbush started off the year defeating Ramaz 43-26, also taking a win against North Shore, uh, two of them actually, taking another win over Central, and then a win over Heschel two weeks ago. Uh, uh, Hafter, on the other hand, defeated Heschel to start off the season, defeated Hank, put up a win over and two wins over North Shore as well, uh, as well as um, taking a victory over defending champion Ramaz, who is actually right behind those two with a record of three and two. Ramaz coming in taking a taking a uh, that loss to Flappers to start off the season, uh, defeating Central, taking a loss to Hafter, but rebounding in the last two weeks uh, and are now three and two after defeating North Shore 41 to 21. Ramaz also taking a victory earlier on in the season over Hank. Uh, Central right behind Ramaz at 2-2. Two and two. North Shore at 2-6, and six, getting through uh, most of the schedule at this point, uh, losing two in the last week, losing to Ramaz, uh, as we said, the 41-21, and losing to Hafter, 46-22. Uh, Jasmine Levine scoring 10 for Ramaz in that win. Hank at 1-3. and three. Hank comes in, their only win so far against Heschel, uh, 39-29 two weeks ago. Rachel Fellis leading the... The, uh, the, the Hurricanes with 16 points, and Heschel rounding out the division at 0-5, losing three in the past two weeks, uh, losing to Central 37-26, losing the Hank game 39-29, and losing to Flatbush 60-26. For Flatbush Jr., Sarah Horowitz scored 21 points in the victory. Rose Michon added 12 Moving out west, two undefeated teams left. SAR at 5 and SAR starting off the season with wins over Westchester, Maya Note, and Bruria. Also taking Kushner, uh, and Hillel in the process. Frisch upping their record to 4 and 0 with two wins in the past week. Frisch started off the year with victories over Kushner and Westchester and in the past week have also taken down Westchester again 61 to 29. And have taken and took out Mayanote forty-four to thirty-three. So Frisch at four and zero, Hillel right behind them at four wins and one loss. Hillel defeating Mayanote earlier in the year, also taking Kushner and Westchester, as well as a win over Kushner again this past week, fifty-nine to twenty. Their only loss was that loss to SAR, as we just mentioned, for SAR's five wins. Brewer right behind them at three and one, so you have four teams within two wins of each other. Brewer starting off the year defeating Kushner, also taking uh, wins over 
Westchester and Maya Note in the last week. Not a good week for Maya Note, which we'll get to in a second. But taking that one loss on their record also to SAR. Maya Note dropping two in the past week, going from 500 now to two and four. Earlier on in the season, defeating Westchester to start off the year and Kushner, uh, while dropping games to Hillel and SAR in between. Uh, Westchester and Kushner, both at the halfway mark, both still looking for their first victory, both at 0 and 6. Please keep in mind that the results are still missing one game as today, Kushner and Westchester face off this afternoon. So one of them will get their first win, or already has technically their first win. Coming up on the week ahead, starting off in the East, where Monday night, will tomorrow night, we'll see Flatbush and Heschel face off. Uh, Wednesday night, we'll have a doubleheader with Ramaz and Flatbush playing again. So so we'll have uh, Ramaz, defending champions, facing off against Flatbush undefeated to this point. Wednesday, we'll also have North Shore and Heschel. Thursday, we'll feature Heschel after uh, the other undefeated team facing off against Ramaz, and we'll also see Hank and Central square off. Out West, only one game on the week besides for today's matchup, and that'll be Maya Note looking to get back on the winning track, but they'll have to do it at home against undefeated SAR. Moving over to the... We'll, we'll actually move to the uh, Girls Varsity B. Um... Girls Ross and B looks like this. We have one, two, three, four, five, six teams this year. Bruria shall have it. SKA, Elon, Megan, David, and Shalamis. It took a little bit uh, for that league to get started, so they're a little bit behind everybody else, but Bruria seems to be catching up along the way. Bruria uh, at 4-1 and one, leading the league. Bruria started off the year with a win over Shalamis, a uh, win over Megan, two wins over Megan David, and a win over Elon in the last week. Uh, so they're at four and one. Right behind them, Shalhevich. Shalhevich started off hot, defeating Shalamis, uh, taking a win over Bruria, uh, but falling to SKA 43 to 33 this past week. So they're behind them at three and one. SKA started off their season a bit late, but getting going. The defending champions uh, still undefeated at two and zero, defeating Elon 35 to 27 this past week. And that game we just mentioned against Shalhevich 43 to 33. Elon behind them at 1-2. and two. Elon defeating Shalamis to start off the year, but faltering to SKA, as we just said, and also to Bruria, 28-12 this past week. Behind them, the two teams that are still winless, Mag and David, 0-2, uh, both losses to Bruria, and Shalamis at 0-4, starting off the year, getting the first three games going all with losses. Coming up on the week ahead for this league, uh, not to mention last night there was a uh, game between Mag and David and SKA. So SKA uh, either continued their winning ways or Mag and David got off the snide. Uh, one way or the other, one of these teams will have a change of record. Coming up on the week ahead, two games on Tuesday as Shalhevet and Elon square off. And on Thursday, Elon will play again, this time facing Mag and David. Now moving over to our final girls league, we have girls JV. Girls JV in the east is North Shore, Ramaz, Hafter, Flatbush, and Central. Out west, Mayanote, Frisch, SAR, Kushner, and Bruria. Starting out 
in the East, in the East. North Shore leads the way at 5-2. and two. North Shore coming into the season, defeating Hafter, taking out Central, and uh, taking wins in the last uh, in the last week to Flatbush and Ramaz, but in between those two, falling to Hafter, uh, the Flatbush game, 57 to 39 victory, the Ramaz game, a 47-43 win, while the Hafter game, a 59-45 loss. Ramaz right behind them with a record of four and one, taking wins over Flatbush, Central, Kushner and Breweria to start off their year. Behind that team is Hafter at 3-2. and two. Hafter starting off the year, losing to North Shore by 12, uh, defeating Central 38-20, to 20, and then taking a couple of wins in between over Frisch and uh, North Shore, now uh, now sit at 3-2. and two. Flatbush at 500 at 3-3. Three and three. Flatbush uh, coming off their last victory over Hafter, 30-23. So they're, they're now at 500, even with Hafter in the win column. Rounding out the division, Central still looking for their first win at 0-5. Looking out west, Mayanote and Frisch tied at 4-1, and one, both at the top of the division. Mayanote starting out their year with wins over Flatbush, wins over a uh, win over win over Flatbush, a win over Kushner, a win over Bruria. Their only loss though was to Frisch, 34-33 two weeks ago. Frisch's only loss on the year came at the hands of Hefter a couple of weeks ago. So. Uh, Frisch, undefeated in their division, dropping only a cross-conference game. SAR and Kushner behind them. Uh, one of those teams has a second win. It's not up on the league website. It's listed as both being at 1-3. and three, But the two of them faced each other a couple of weeks ago. So we're still looking to see who that who that uh, is going to be that has the win over the other. Uh, Bruria still looking for their first win at 0-4. Uh, coming into the year, uh, losing to Kushner, losing to SAR, Ramaz, and this past week, losing 48-20 to to Maya Note. Coming up on the week ahead, we have a couple of games starting in the East. Ramaz and Flappush will play on, uh, will play this week as well, uh, that being, game being on Wednesday and Thursday and the next night, Ramaz will travel to Hafter, so Two games, two nights in a row. Uh, also, out west, Thursday, we'll have SAR traveling to Mayanote. I hope that does the trick in catching everyone up to speed on what's going on in the girls' leagues. We look to, to spotlight the girls' leagues a little more as the season goes on. It's just been a big couple of weeks with all the tournaments and all the really interesting stuff happening in the boys' leagues, but they deserve their share of time, and we're going to give it to them. As you know, the court report has always been a very big proponent of girls' sports, and we look to continue that process as the season goes on. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. Since we're in basketball now, we're going to stay on the basketball track. We'll move over to the boys and start off with varsity basketball, where we had our first playoff clinching this past week. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We've hit the month of December, and basketball, both leagues, uh, have... uh, 
hit their halfway mark and passed it. Uh, very few teams have uh, have not hit the seven-game mark, the halfway point of the varsity season. So we're going to take you through it and see where everybody stands at this point. Starting out in the East uh, the other week, we'll start out again with, with two weeks ago, just before the Thanksgiving break. Hank started out the week with a 56-49 to win over YDE. Yoni Warshaw scoring 17 for the Hurricanes in the victory. Also picking up a win uh, and improving on their uh, their record. Uh, Rambam uh, actually taking two on the week. Started off the week with a 45-40 to overtime win over those Hank Cavaliers. Followed that up with a 55-53 win over Shari. Two close games but both the key in extending their um, their record over 500 in the, at the top of the Eastern Conference. Also that week, DRS and Flatbush played. Remember, these two played to start off the year. Flatbush holding a, a large lead at the half, only to fall by four at the end. This time, DRS made no bones about it, defeating Flatbush 62-36. to out west, Ramaz dominated Kushner 62 to 38. Sam Reich scoring 14 in the in the win for the Rams. Ben Rabinowitz chipping in 11. Sam Bernstein leading Kushner with 13 in the losing effort. Also, in a cross-conference game, a game that probably should have elicited a little more fanfare, but because of where they are in their respective divisions at the moment, hasn't really generated the buzz. Hafter uh, inched by Frisch, 57-56. to Both these teams expect to be in contention towards the playoff race uh, and towards uh, Championship Sunday. Um, but both teams struggling just a little bit uh, at their in their respective divisions. Uh, moving over to this week's games, over the two weeks in JV and varsity basketball, there were a ton of games, close to 40 games, so there's really a lot to talk about. But this week, uh, over in the East, uh, mostly a Brooklyn affair, as almost all games but one had a Brooklyn flavor to it. Uh, we'll start out with the three that were completely Brooklyn. Last night, YDE defeated Mag and David 52-39. to Also uh, taking on Mag and David this week, Flatbush, uh, defeating the their cross uh, cross Brooklyn rivals 55 to 39, and also taking out Shari Torah 39 to 28. So Flatbush picking up two key wins on the past week to get them over 500. Um, also playing this week, Shari also played another game against DRS 60 to 21, the DRS win, which would mean that the game against Hafter that they played this Thursday night would be for a playoff berth. So, the two of them came into this game, the two rivals, uh, having last played in the finals of the Cooper Memphis National Invitational Basketball Tournament. We all know the result, DRS walking away with the championship. Would this game be like that? Well, a minute to go in the first, DRS up 9-5 after a Gabe Lifer 3. Hafter closes the gap and takes the lead on 5 points by Jason Mishkin, including a 3 with 14 ticks left, and Hafter would take a 10-9 lead into the first break. 
Once the second quarter hit, though, DRS let loose. Wildcats went on a 10-0 run through the first three minutes of the quarter and left Hafter off the board until the last minute of the half when A.B. Perlow drained two free throws to make the score 24-12 to and uh, would eventually be 26-12 to at the half. Let's take you back to Memphis, though. DRS up 18 at the half. Hafter climbed back in. Uh, the question is, would that day be the same? Uh, you know, would this game be the same? The same as that day. DRS says not in our house. After trading buckets to start the third, DRS would open up leads of 22 and 24 points, ultimately taking a 25-point lead, 44 to 19, uh, capped off by three more of Lifer's game-high 22 points on the night to end the third. Each team would score four points in the fourth quarter, making the final score 48-23, to keeping DRS undefeated at 9-0 and clinching the first playoff berth on the year. Hafter fell to 5-2, and two, uh, sitting a win behind Hank and Rombaum, but two, uh, two losses up on Rombaum and three games in hand. Uh, Hafter faces YDE on Tuesday night. DRS is now off until after the holiday breaks. Moving out west, a couple of a uh, couple of key games. Uh, SAR defeated Kushner 54 to 35 and would double that up with a win over Hillel 67 to 61. TABC would drop JEC over the week as uh, as the Storm would win 44 to 28, but the Thunder would bounce back last night against those SAR Sting, tied with only a few ticks to go. Jacob Filer with a putback to give JEC the 35 to 33 victory over the Sting in Elizabeth to improve to a conference high seven wins and a seven and two record overall. The Thunder will now be off until the end of the month when they will play three of their remaining five games. In in a six-day stretch from December 23rd to December 28th. Heschel, the uh, the darlings of the of the Yeshiva League now, uh, 60-26 win over MTA. Ben Brandeis with 16 in the win for the undefeated Heat now at 4-0. Also, last night, Frisch doubled up Ramaz 70-35. Noah Engelmeyer with 12 points. Andrew Langer with 8. And a solid team defensive effort against the Rams. The, the Cougars now working their way back to the top of the pack with a 4-2 record after also winning a game this week against MTA. 41 to 32. In a cross-conference game, YDE defeated Ramaz, those same Rams, 52-44. to The Rams coming back from a 17-9 deficit to take the lead into the fourth, but a 21-9 outburst by YDE in the final quarter cemented the YDE victory. Morris Basul led the Thunder with 19. Ben Rabinowitz led the game and the Rams with 20. Taking a look at the standings now so that we can get a better look at it. In the East, DRS, a perfect 9-0 leading the way, has now clinched a playoff berth. Hank, right behind them at 6-2, and two, can clinch a berth with a win and a Shari Toro loss. Uh, Rambam behind them at 6-4, and four, playing 10 games, almost done with their schedule. Hafter, Flatbush, and YDE, all with 7 games right behind them. Hafter at 5-2, and two, now Flatbush at 4-3. and three. YDE all the way back at 2-5, and five. Uh, Mag and David at 1-4, and four, and Shari Torah and North Shore, both still looking for their first wins at 0-7. Oh 
um, take, if you if you really take a look at those standings, you see that you, there are five teams that are ahead of the pack. Everybody else is really struggling and needs to, uh, but I mean, at least one of them will make the playoffs. So YDE, Mag, and David, Shari, Toa, and North Shore now seem to all be fighting for one playoff spot, although you never know what happens down the stretch. One of the top five teams can falter, and maybe a couple of those bottom teams can sneak in, but with more than half the season done, it's going to be a very, very hard climb for those teams. And again, Mag and David, having only played five games, could still find a way to get a couple of points better than a Flatbush and possibly even a, a Hafter if they play their cards right. Although Rambam and Hank um, have the heart of their schedule still ahead of them. Moving over to the West, a surprise at the top, JEC at 7-2, and two, a lot to be thankful for this year. Right behind them, a couple of four-win teams, Heschel at 4-0, SAR and Frisch at 4-2, Hillel, the other Heat team at 4-3. Rounding out the division, TABC at 3-3, three three, MTA at 3-4, Kushner at 2-8, and, and Ramaz at 1-7. So, Western Division starting to heat up a bit. Heschel going to hit their stride in the and their schedules, uh, SAR and Frisch and TABC only having played six games. So they're still behind the halfway mark. Give them a couple of weeks, we'll be able to see where these teams really shake out in the playoffs. Uh, Going to have a nice race to the finish with, with MTA uh, still hanging around. Uh, Kushner at 2-8, and eight, now sort of falling back a bit. The most they can get is six wins. So soon enough, you'll start seeing playoff berths being handed out. JEC very close to a playoff berth. Heschel at 4-0, and oh, a couple of more wins against some of the lower teams will give them the opportunity at a playoff berth very, very soon. So we expect much more in the way of a playoff scenario as the weeks go on. Taking a look at the week ahead, Heschel will uh, will begin that stretch facing Kushner. Kushner again at 2-8, and eight, looking to sort of grasp any wins they can. Heschel, though, is going to be a tough challenge for them. Tuesday, we'll see an Eastern Conference uh, double uh, with Hafter and YDE taking the court. And Shari Torah uh, again facing Flatbush in another in another Brooklyn battle. Wednesday we'll see Heschel traveling to Brooklyn to take on Mag and Davis. It's sort of a marrying of those two concepts. Thursday we'll see Flatbush and Hank in uh, in a battle for the the middle of the Eastern Conference. Uh, YDE and North Shore will play on Thursday, and Saturday night North Shore will play at Hafter. So by the end of the week, North Shore will have uh, played nine games and. Well, with the, with the opponents they're facing, maybe against YDE they'll pick up a victory, still looking for their first win. Let's move over to the uh, Jewish Hoops America top National Top 25. Uh, national Top 25 being handed out for the week of November 30th, which was this past week. Uh, seems as if Jewish Hoops America is putting them out every other week now. Unfortunately, the site doesn't seem to be as functional as the Jewish Hoops America Facebook page. So uh, we're still left with only the information that the Facebook page gives us. So let's take a look at the national top 25 for at least the, the past double week. Uh, DRS still at the top at 15 and 0, 10 first place votes. That's that's a given. The, the, this team is is phenomenal. They're just blowing through everybody, and the way they manhandled Hafter this past week, it just shows that there's a real big gap between DRS and the rest of the pack. But 
people are still waiting to see what they do against the number two team, and that is Heschel. Heschel is the only team in the top five that DRS, uh, well, you actually also, but the only team that they have not been able to be compared against, I should say. Uh, Heschel at number two, also undefeated in their games this year, including the win in the Shalhevet tournament in California. Eula at number three, Hafter at number four, and uh, Yeshiva uh, High School, formerly known as Weinbaum at Boca Raton, at five. Uh, a little bit of movement in the six through ten area. Shalhevet stays at six, Frisch stays at seven, uh, Jewish Day School in Rockville, Maryland, switch places with Rashi. Rashi went from eight to ten, and Jewish Day School from ten to eight. SAR staying at nine. JEC at eleven will probably get a nice bump up this week after that win over SAR, though. So they may crack the top ten. Although, given the loss of TABC, who was right behind them, it may keep them a little behind. The question is, will TABC take that jump uh, despite their record on the season? Right behind them is Flatbush at, in the 15th spot. Also from the Yeshiva League, you have Hank at 18, Hillel at the 20 spot, MTA at 21, and receiving votes, Rambam breaks into the uh, the conversation. Uh, dropping out from the last time is Mag and David, who received votes, uh, but hasn't really been active as much over the past two weeks. And I, obviously that was before last night's game, so really the only action that they've had uh, was outside of this this uh, this rankings um, scope of view. So we'll see what happens uh, in the next week, and we'll probably have a new one for you. Uh, either it may may catch the tail end of next week for the next court report, or it may just be, it may just come out the, the following Tuesday at a point in which we'll have to wait a week to get you the updated standings and uh, and rankings and results. I'll say this, though. It's certainly been a very exciting Yeshiva League season. Uh, obviously, uh, getting uh, a lot of the schedule in during November and the early part of December has really created a, a nice uh, a nice spread for us to look at in the standings department. It's also created a lot of interesting surprises. Again, like I said, JEC, nobody expected them to be at the top of the pack. They were they were always going to be in the middle. Two years ago as a JV team, they were a three-seed uh, and... Uh, uh, you know, to to expect them to be where they are, maybe it's the scheduling, maybe it's it's how they set their schedule up. But again, wins a win over SAR, taking a win over TABC earlier on in the year, like these are these are big wins that people have to look at. Heschel, uh, another one of those uh, mid-level teams as a JV team two years ago. Um, I mean, DRS, everyone expected to being the champions two years ago. Uh, Hafter expected the bump up. Uh, Rambam, though, Rambam interjecting themselves into the conversation at 6-4. and four. Again, their schedule may have something to do with it as well, but they're a very good team, and we can see a lot coming out of both the East and the West in the coming weeks. Uh, it's going to be a very, very tight race, so stick with the court report for the next couple of weeks for all the up-to-date information. Moving over to JV basketball now, in a league that has just about actually passed their halfway point, again in JV, only 10 games, so the halfway mark is 5. Most of these teams at 6 or more uh, over in the East. Hafter, uh, Hafter takes, uh, start two weeks ago, we'll start with Hafter taking a win over Ezra by 34, 74-40. Hank dominating Rambam 53 to 21. Michael Tsor with 21 points, matching Rambam by himself for Hank. 
Out West, Ramaz dumping on Kushner like their varsity counterparts, 63-48. to 48. Aaron Shapiro dropping 22 for the Rams. Emmanuel Dicker scored 10. Harrison Still scoring 16 for Kushner. That the only action of two weeks ago. This past week, though, a ton of action. Rambam getting their first two wins of the season, 53-35 to 35 over Shari. Shari still winless. Uh, we'll get to them a little bit later as they're in another matchup of the week. And also over Ezra, the un- the other winless team, uh, 53-35 over Shari, 50-30 to 30 over Ezra. So Rambam taking advantage, uh, becoming uh, the first of those three teams to get wins, defeating the other two winless teams in the process. They would then go on to almost pull off an upset with one of the top teams in the division, Hafter. Hafter, at this point, undefeated. Rambam taking them to the wire. Hafter defeating Rambam by two, 56-54. Maybe it's something to do with the cross-street rivalry uh, that Rambam usually getting up for Hafter, but uh, Hafter coming away with the victory. Uh, DRS would play three games on the week. DRS dropping Flatbush, 59-27. to uh, then would take off another Brooklyn uh, team, Shari Torah, again, still, there, still looking for their first win, 62-28. But the game of the week, again, DRS Hafter, Battle of the Undefeateds. DRS coming in at 5-0, Hafter coming in at 5-0. DRS jumping out to an early lead, up 15-8 to after the first half, and an 11-point lead at the half. The Hawks would battle back in the third, cutting the deficit to four, but could not get any further, now leaving DRS as the only undefeated team in the East at 6-0. Only team that's come close to them, Derek Atora with the four-point loss, uh, DRS four-point win earlier in the season. Derek Atora keeping a close eye on uh, on DRS. Only uh, only one game behind ha- uh, and DRS now at 5-1, tied with Hafter, after defeating YDE 72-61. So Derek Atora, again, with that... Uh, with that Junior inclusive squad, also again with uh, with Adamotovich, right there in contention, having been the closest to the undefeated team DRS. The two of them were looking forward to a very close race as it goes down to the wire. Hafta will be there as well, so looking forward to seeing what those three teams can really do. Uh, YDE was also on the lower end of another battle this week with Mag and David, losing 57 to 49. Out west, a handful of games. TABC defeated Maor 52-43. SAR in a, in a trifecta of wins, 59-35 over Kushner. Sammy Sokol with a dozen in the victory. Also a 40-33 win over TABC. Judah Oppenheimer scoring nine in the victory. And then 62-39 over JEC last night to stay undefeated at 5-0. and um, wasn't all bad this week for the Thunder as uh, as they also defeat as they defeated MTA 50 to 44. TABC also put up a uh, 52 to 22 victory over Hillel last night to rebound from that loss. Also on the week, Frisch defeated MTA by 10, 43-33. Today, DRS faced North Shore, and Maor hosted MTA. So for DRS, a win today uh, would have put them at 7-0, and a win or a flappish loss would now give them a playoff berth. We'll have the results from those two games, uh, the DRS North Shore and Maor MTA game, on the next week's uh, episode of The Court Report. Taking a look at the current standings, DRS at the 
top of the board in the East at 6-0. Again, a win and a Flatbush loss, depending on what happened today, will give them a, a playoff berth. Again, if they win today, it's a win or a Flatbush loss that would get them there. Hafter and, and Derek Atora, both at 5-1. For either of them, a win and two Flatbush losses will give them a playoff berth. Mag and David at 3-1, having only played four games, is uh, right behind them. And Mag and David right now can go either way. They can either uh, make a charge to the top of the pack, or they can settle to the bottom, depending on what happens over the next couple of games for them. Hank at 3-2 and two in fifth place in the uh, in the division. Flatbush right behind them at 2-2. Two and two. YDE, North Shore, and Rambam, each two win teams. YDE at 2-3. North Shore at 2-4. Rambam at 2-5. Shari, Torah, and Ezra round out the division, again winless at 0-5 and 0-6, respectively. Out West, Frisch and SAR, still the undefeated teams. Frisch at 6-0, SAR at 5-0. It uh, looks like it's going to be a very uh, a very interesting few weeks leading up to their January 16th matchup. It looks as if both teams are going to find their way uh, into the undefeated area until that game. Again, Frisch has a game against TABC coming up over the next few weeks that could put that undefeated record in jeopardy. But if they get past TABC... That SAR game on January 16th will probably be for the division crown. Uh, also in the, uh, in the in the division again, TABC right behind them at five and two. Ramaz at four and two, getting back to the middle to the top of the pack. JEC at four and three. MTA at two and one. Heschel at two and two. Uh, so those two teams still have yet to really hit the mid part of their schedule. That'll happen over the next couple of weeks. Kushner uh, mostly done with their schedule. Seven games, two and five. It looks as if they're falling away from any playoff conversation. Maor uh, one and four, and Hill and Westchester just about out of it at zero oh and six, and only be about uh, maybe another week or so before the two of them find their way on the outside. Only being able to have. Four Four wins, and there are five teams already at the four uh, at the four win mark. Um, let's take a look at the week ahead. A, a very short docket, uh, only four games on the schedule. Kushner and Heschel will meet tomorrow night. Flappish and Shari Torah will face off on Tuesday night. Westchester and and sorry, and SAR will play on Wednesday night, and Flappish and Hank will play. On Thursday night, that Flatbush-Hank game, a uh, very intriguing one in the middle pack in the Eastern. Again, Hank at 3-2, and two, Flatbush and 2-2. Two and two. Flatbush can draw even, or Hank can separate themselves from the middle of the pack and make a charge towards the top, each of them a lot riding on a victory. You are listening to The Court Report on the Nakam Siegel Network. Once again, we are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. This is Elliot Weiselberg, your host, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League action. Let's move over to hockey now. Starting out in JV, starting out in the JV West, uh, we're going to go through the last two weeks again, given that we were off for Thanksgiving. So we're going to start off by doing games from two weeks ago and move over to this week. Two weeks ago, out West, TABC defeated MTA 5 nothing, and Ramon 
Haas uh, gave MTA its second loss on the week, 4-1. Uh, out in the Central, uh, Mag and David and YDE faced off. Former Mag and David Junior High School players who feature a major part in YDE's 6-3 victory over Mag and David. Stephen Benz recorded the hat trick, while Edgar Chicalo added two of his own in the victory. Harry Salem scored for YDE in the win as well. Also a few weeks ago, there was a cross-conference game between JEC and SAR. A JEC would get on the board first as sophomore Alicia Schmutter put one home to open the game. SAR would tie it up a few minutes later. But the tie would not hold for long as sophomore Schmuel Weinberger would give the Thunder the edge going into the second period. In the second, though, the home team Sting would put one past JEC goalie Alex Seidman to tie the game up at two. JEC would have no answer through the period, but neither would the Sting as the game would go into the final period of play tied at two. In the third, it would be all JEC, specifically Schmutter. Last year's JV All-Star tallied a natural hat-trick in the period and put JEC up 5-2 to two with a penalty shot in the final minutes of the game. Freshman Sammy Simcha would cap off the score to give the Thunder its biggest victory to date, 6-2, to two, to remain an undefeated in the Central Division. Uh, sophomore Arye Marcus recorded three assists on the night. So this was, this was an interesting game because this was one of those uh, Central West games that I was talking about, or Central crossover games I was talking about. I've, I was I was a skeptic about the crossover games, about how the Central Division would do, given the imbalance. Uh, SAR was shorthanded in this game, and they ended up falling by a hefty margin, 6-2. to two. So I'll take this one on the chin, and I'll, I guess the next game that I'm going to talk about also, where Frisch and Flappush squared off. They faced off in Flappush. Frisch jumped out to a 2 nothing lead. Flappush battled back uh, with two big goals to tie the game, sending the game to overtime, where Frisch would pull out the victory 3-2 on a goal by Joe Tropp. So Flappush and JEC, the two top teams in the Central, uh, making uh, waves for themselves. We'll get to the standings in a couple of minutes uh, to where you can see how these two really stand in relation, not only to their division, but to the rest of the league. And we'll also do rankings where both of these teams moved up with good games. Uh, do I think that the results would be the same again in the, if they face again with the Frisch Flappush game? I think that if the game was in Frisch, the result might have been different. Flappush's courts, uh, the new auxiliary rink has been giving uh, teams fits, as you'll also see in varsity. But um, but I, I, I'm, I'd be hard-pressed to say that this feat would be accomplished again. Now moving on to this week's action. Uh, we had uh, a couple of games in the East with Eastern-only opponents as DRS shut out Rombaum and North Shore consecutive games, shutting out Rombaum 5 nothing and North Shore 6 nothing. So DRS and Jakey Friedman have gone four straight games now without giving up a goal and have only had two against them all year, one versus North Shore in the first game of the year and one versus Hank in the next game. In the season preview, we spoke with uh, with head coach, uh, with JBC Varsity, head coach Mo Fuchs about the, the difference Jakey Friedman makes in that and you could really see it through these first uh, through the first six games where Jakey and the defense in front of him have been dominant and have really allowed minimal attempts and minimal opportunities for other teams to uh, to really be in games. The closest game again was that Hank game, the 2-1 game but they really have emerged as a team to beat, especially with other teams having 
minor flaws, and you'll, you'll see that as the year goes on and as they face other teams. Um, in East Central Cross, before we get into the Central proper, East Central Cross uh, have to shut out Mag and David 5 to nothing to launch into a tie for second place in the East. We'll get to the standings in just a moment. Going back to the Central, uh, JEC continues their undefeated ways, defeating Share 14-1, to four more on the day for Schmutter in the win, and Flatbush uh, with a 10-1 to win over YDE. Uh, both teams were were undefeated in regulation. Again, Fl- uh, Flatbush losing to Frisch in overtime, and JEC undefeated after the respective games. Uh, so, But the two met up this morning. Uh, we'll have that result for you next week. We'll have a more clear indicator of who's taken the advantage in the Central Division. Out West, two other games on the week. SAR rebounding from that loss to JEC with a win over MTA 5-2. to And in a game that happened a couple of days ago, Frisch and TABC squared off in the Weather Center. 140 left in the first period. Shot off the faceoff, rebounded back to Benji Feintuck for a 1-0 lead. Early in the second, TABC on the power play. Akiva Weeder facing pressure, clears the ball into the Fritz zone on a pop fly to goalie Charlie Freilish. Ball bouncing off Freilish's glove. Uh, Akiva Hain, following up on the shot, puts in the rebound to tie the game at one. Uh, both teams would have power plays, uh, but once it got back to the next scoring opportunity, it wouldn't happen to look at back to four-on-four play. Ball played to the middle by Yitzi Kopstick. Ari Solomon deflecting the ball five-hole to give TABC the 2-1 lead midway through the second. The Frisch undefeated at this point on the ropes. Less than a minute into the third, though, the equalizer as Maury Bauer takes a Joe Trot pass in the middle and puts it by Refi Minsky to tie the game at two. A minute left in the third, though. Looks like we're going to overtime, but a pile up along the midwall. Bauer coming away with it. Sends it to Trop in the middle, who backhands it top shelf for the game winner, giving Frisch the 3-2 lead. So a second straight 3-2 victory for the uh, for the Frisch Cougars. Uh, and uh, really giving them separ- a little bit of separation uh, in the Western Division now. Let's take a look at... At the standings for the JV Hockey League. In the East, DRS at 6-0, and 12 points. Hank and Hafter tied at 3-1-0-1, both with overtime losses, and both with 7 points. North Shore and Rombaum rounding out the pack. North Shore at 2-4-1 with 5 points, and Rombaum at 1-2-1-1 with 4 points. In the Central, uh, as we said, JEC and Flatbush at the top. JEC at 5-0 with 10 points, still undefeated. Flatbush at 4-0-0-1, now with the loss to Frisch this week in overtime with 9 points. YDE, Magadavid, and Shari all trailing behind, both with, uh, sorry, all three with 5 losses. At 2-5 for YDE, 1-5 for Magadavid, and 0-5 for Shari Torah. Both, uh, with all these three teams at 5 losses, it'll be hard-pressed to make their way into the playoff race. So the most they can get right now is 10 points. you got to assume it'll be somewhere around 9 or 10 points needed to make the 8th spot in the playoffs. So the fact that they're at 10 points to go right now with still uh, with still some big games on their schedules to go, it, it looks very bleak. One of them can still do it, but it would look very, very bleak for them. Going out west, Frisch again, uh, although one point difference from between them and TABC, TABC still has played one more game than them. So Frisch at 5-0 and uh, TBC also has a loss and a tie to their record, so at 4-1-1, one, one, they are one point behind Frisch, but Frisch 
Bush has a, the potential for a couple of more, for two more points to put three between them and TABC. SAR behind them at two, three, and one with five points. Ramaz at two and four with four points. And MTA quickly falling out of it at one and six with two points. Uh, coming up on the week ahead, uh, aside, again, this is all the Central Conference is all without that JEC Flatbush game that happened this morning at 11 a.m. Only one uh, JV hockey game to go this week, Hank and Hafter. So they will, ta- they will take uh, to the court to uh, break that tie that they have. Winner of this game will have... Um, well, assuming there's a winner, not a tie, winner of this game will have nine points and will take the second and will take second place in the Eastern Conference. Obviously, if there's a tie, they'll both still be tied. Let's take a look at the rankings for JV. DRS maintaining the top spot with wins over Rambam and North Shore. Frisch is, uh, Frisch needing overtime to take out Flatbush. Draws them down a spot to the third spot despite their win over TABC. So Hank moves up to the two spot from the three spot without having a game on the week. Uh, TABC stays at four with the win to MTA and the loss to Frisch. Hafter stays at five. JEC jumping up from tenth to sixth with the win over SAR and Shari. Rambam staying at 7 despite the loss to DRS, and the same with North Shore at 8. Flopush jumping up to 9th from 11th with the win over YDE and the loss in overtime to Frisch. SAR dropping 4 spots from 6th to 10th with the win over MTA but the loss to JEC. Ramaz uh, dropping from 9th to 11th despite a win over MTA just with the action above them. MTA uh, staying at 12 with losses to TABC, Ramaz, and SAR. YDE jumps up over Mag and David uh, into the 13th spot with the win over Mag and David. Mag and David at 14 and Shari Torah at 15th. Let's move over to varsity hockey now, starting again with two weeks ago. Rambam taking a 9-3 win over Mag and David. Flatbush with a 3-2 win over DRS uh, in the auxiliary rink. Uh, another surprising score for a Flatbush team. No score through the first, but midway through the second, the Wildcats struck first on a goal by senior Eitan Arie. A minute later, the Wildcats would get another opportunity as Flatbush would take a penalty, giving DRS the man advantage. The advantage would work against them, however as an errant pass in their own zone led to a turnover and a shorthanded equalizer by Flappish's Sam Laniato. The positive for DRS, though, they still had the power play. Forty seconds later, the Wildcats had the lead once again, as Arie put it in his second goal on a two-on-one with Isaac Freeze. Turnabout is fair play, though. With 14 seconds left in the second period, Flappish on the power play, Laniato would add his second to tie the game at two going into the third. The third was an intense period with both goalies, Aaron Kuby for Flatbush and Gabriel Miller for DRS, standing tall in net, and overtime was assuredly on the horizon, but fate would have other plans. With a minute 24 remaining in the period, junior Elliot Stein threw the ball to the net. Miller attempted to gather the ball in, only to have it roll up and over his glove and into the DRS net, giving Flatbush the 3-2 lead and the win. Going out west, TABC uh, would take a 5-2 game to uh, over Frisch, uh, showing out or scoring twice. Daniel Levy, Yair Noller, and Sam Eisensatter each adding one in the storm win. Brian Alter and Sammy Weichner tallied goals for Frisch in the loss. Also on the week, Ramaz defeated MTA 4-1 to 
NTABC blanked SAR four to nothing. Looking ahead, sorry, not looking ahead, but looking to this past week, uh, another uh, another niner uh, against Mag and David as Hank put up a nine to two win, and Rombaum defeated DRS three to one as DRS again had three goals against it. DRS scoring first on a goal by Eitan Arie, but Rombaum battled back with goals from Benji, uh, Benji Goykadosh, Avi Orlau in the second, and an insurance tally by David Green late in the third. Also on the week in the East, DRS defeated North Shore 7-1, to Flatbush got by Solomon Schechter 2-1, to and Hafter blanked Mag and David 4 to nothing. Going out west, Kushner blanked JEC 6 to nothing. Ramaz and JEC in an intense game over the weekend. The, uh, the way the game started out, it looked to be an easy win for the Rams. Up 3 nothing, headed into the third. But JEC's Yitzhi Wickler would score twice, less than a minute apart from each other. And then again, with time winding down, Yehuda White would convert an Avi Roth faceoff win into the game-tying goal. In the overtime, the Rams on the power play. Jacob Smigel finding pay dirt for the game winner on a 4-3 overtime Ramaz victory. In a cross game, Solomon Schechter gets the first win of the season, defeating winless Westchester 5-2. So now Rambam is not the only East team to pick up a cross-conference win. Looking ahead to the coming week and the games that will happen in uh, in varsity hockey, uh, coming up on Monday, uh, tomorrow night, we'll have a cross game between Ramaz and Flatbush. Uh, the rest of the games on Monday will be an Eastern Conference affair, as North Shore will host Solomon Schechter and Hafter will host Hank. Uh, Wednesday night, we'll see two Eastern games as Hank, uh, sorry, we'll see, well, a cross game. Hank will host MTA and Mag and David will take on Solomon Schechter. Uh, Thursday, we'll show two cross games, North Shore and Kushner, and SAR hosting Hafter. While Thursday will also have a Western only game with Westchester uh, taking another game this week facing Ramaz. Taking a look at the rankings uh, for the week, TABC staying in the top spot with the wins over SAR and Frisch, half to right behind them, uh, only having a win over Mag and David. Frisch staying at three despite the loss to TABC. Flatbush uh, staying at four with the win to DRS on Solomon Schechter. Rombaum moving up to the five spot from seven with the win over Mag and David and DRS. DRS uh, staying at the sixth spot despite losses to Flatbush and Rombaum. Also having a win over North Shore. SAR's lost to TABC, dropping it down from 5th to 7th. Ramaz stays at 8. Kushner up 2 from the ninth spot, taking the win over JEC. Hank dropping from ninth to 10th, despite the win over Mag and David. JEC dropping to 11th. Uh, MTA, Mag and David, Solomon Schechter, North Shore, and Westchester all staying at 6th. Uh, sorry, at uh at 12 to 16. Taking a look at the possible playoff scenarios, uh, Hafter and Flatbush both have uh, playoff scenarios for the coming week. Uh, Hafter and Flatbush, uh, for Hafter, uh, Hafter can clinch a playoff berth with a win and Solomon Schechter loss, or two Solomon Schechter losses and a Mag and David loss or tie. Looking at Flatbush, Flatbush can clinch a playoff berth with a win and Solomon Schechter loss, or two Solomon Schechter losses. And that's pretty much how the varsity hockey playoff watch will begin. Again, just like in basketball, we will keep you updated on all the playoff scenarios as they happen each week through the season. Before we go, time once again to get back into our words for the wise segment. Uh, a couple of years back, uh, 
Bleacher Report did a countdown of the top 100 most inspirational sports quotes of all time. So we're going to go through them and sort of pick out the ones that uh, that I think are extremely important. I'm going to present them to you each week. The first one comes to you uh, courtesy of number 92 on the list. This one is from Lou Brock. Lou Brock, a St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Famer outfielder. Uh, Lou Brock was quoted as saying, show me a guy who's afraid to look bad, and I'll show you a guy who you can beat every time. Coaches always say that if you go out scared, you know, if you play scared, uh, if you're afraid to lose, then you likely will. Those that are afraid to lose only focus so much on the losing to a point that it becomes their own destiny. It, it's, it's some, it just becomes what will happen because you're so focused on looking bad and losing that you make the mistakes that 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 allow it to happen. You got to go out there and play every game with the intent to win, being able to do whatever it takes, uh, being able to to look however you look in order to get the victory. Those that don't care how they look or how their stats look, but more by how they get to the victory are the ones that are going to be victorious because they don't care about themselves or about how how they look in the process, but rather they're, rather they're just focused on getting the team to the win. So when coaches go out there and say, don't play scared, it's because if you're scared to lose, you will lose. It's going to become your own destiny. You're going to be sealing your own fate that way. Every time you go out there, go out there looking to be the best, looking to do the best you possibly can, and for the best possible outcome. It's it's the only way that you achieve success is by expecting success and only striving for success and not being afraid of any other outcomes. That'll about do it for us here at The Court Report. Thank you for listening in. Tune in again next week as we bring you all the amazing action and excitement for the week in Yeshiva League sports. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., or you can find The Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, jam the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the stream, NachumSiegel.com, or on your radio 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM Rockland County. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. If you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook yet, please do so and click the like tab. Let's get that number up. Happy Hanukkah once again, everybody. See you next week right here on the Court Report. Only on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming. Only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com